of April in the year of our salvation 2007. It's Wednesday of Holy Week and you're back with Father Z and another podcast. Not only is today the Wednesday of Holy Week, but it's also the feast day of St. Isidore of Seville, doctor of the church who died in 636. Now, a lot of people think that he should be named the patron saint of the internet, and there are all, all sorts of other very good candidates for this, but years ago, people asked me to write a prayer to be used before using the internet, uh, asking for the intercession of St. Isidore, and I wrote this prayer uh, in Latin, and it has now been translated into a zillion languages, although there are still some really important ones that I'm missing, you know, languages like Tagalog, I'd like to get that and a couple of others if you can you know, come up with them please you know do so and send them to me but anyway um here is the prayer i'll read it in latin and in english Omnipotens et Deus, qui secundum imaginem tuam nos plasmasti, et omnia bona vera et pulcra presertim in divina persona unigeniti filii tui domini nostri Jesu Christi querere iusisti, presta quesimus, ut per intercessionem sancti Isidori, episcopi et doctoris, in peregrinationibus per interrete, et manus oculosque adque tibisunt placita intendamus, et omnes quos convenimus cum caritate ac patientia accipiamus. Per Christum Dominum Nostrum. Amen. A prayer before logging on to the Internet. Almighty and eternal God, who created us in thine image and bade us to seek after all that is good, true, and beautiful, especially in the divine person of thine only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, grant, we beseech thee, that through the intercession of St. Isidore, Bishop and Doctor, during our journeys through the Internet, we will direct our hands and eyes only to that which is pleasing to thee, 
and treat with charity and patience all those souls whom we encounter. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now that was the prayer I wrote some time ago for use before getting involved on the internet. Now you could, you could of course, substitute uh, any other saint that you want to, I suppose, for this. I wrote it uh, a long time ago at the request of a group of people who were thinking in terms of Saint Isidore. And so there it is. Now it's all over the place and you can find it on the blog in many different languages. A couple of them actually have audio recordings. You can hear it in Chinese. You can even hear it in Roman dialect. That's one of my favorites. Now, um, uh, feel free if you come up with a new language version after having checked the blog uh, to send it to me by email and you can find my uh, email address right there on the What Does the Prayer Really Say blog. And now I'm very happy to welcome back with us um, a man who died in 430, the great uh, Doctor of Grace, the wonderful Bishop of Hippo, St. Augustine. And uh, we're going to hear part of his tractate on the Gospel of John, tractate 84, on John 15:13, and this all has to do with martyrdom and uh, the sort of uh, choices that we have to be ready to make in uh, humility and in gratitude for everything that the Lord has done for us. So let's jump right in to Augustine's Tractate 84 on the Gospel of John. Tractatu Sancti Augustini Episcopi in Ioannem. Plenitudinem dilectionis qua nos invicem diligere debemus, fratres carissimi, definivit Dominus dicens, maiorem hac dilection nemo habet, ud animam suam ponat quis pro amici suis. Vit ex hoc consquens, quod idem iste evangelista Ioannes in epistola sua dicit, 
Dear brethren, the Lord has marked out for us the fullness of love that we ought to have for each other. He tells us, no one has greater love than the man who lays down his life for his friends. In these words, the Lord tells us what the perfect love we should have for one another involves. John, the evangelist who recorded them, draws the conclusion in one of his letters. As Christ laid down his life for us, so we too ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. We should indeed love one another as he loved us, he who laid down his life for us. This is surely what we read in the Proverbs of Solomon. If you sit down to eat at the table of a ruler, observe carefully what is set before you, then stretch out your hand, knowing that you must provide the same kind of meal yourself. What is this ruler's table, if not the one at which we receive the body and blood of him who laid down his life for us? What does it mean to sit at this table, if not to approach it with humility? What does it mean to observe carefully what is set before you, if not to meditate devoutly on so great a gift? What does it mean to stretch out one's hand, knowing that one must provide the same kind of meal oneself, if not what I have just said, as Christ laid down his life for us, so we in our turn ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. This is what the Apostle Paul said, Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we might follow in his footsteps. This is what is meant by providing the same kind of meal. This is what the blessed martyrs did with such burning love. If we are to give true meaning to our celebration of their memorials, to our approaching the Lord's table in the very banquet at which they were fed, we must, like them, provide the same kind of meal. At this table of the Lord we do not commemorate the martyrs in the same way as we commemorate others who died in peace. We do not pray for the martyrs as we pray for those others, rather, they pray for us, that we may follow in his footsteps. They practiced the perfect love of which the Lord said there could be none greater. They provided the same kind of meal as they had themselves received at the Lord's table. This must not be understood as saying that we can be the Lord's equals by bearing witness to him to the extent of shedding our blood. He had the power of laying down his life. We, by contrast, cannot choose the length of our lives, and we die even if it is against our will. He, by dying, destroyed death in himself. We are freed from death only in his death. His body did not see corruption. Our body will see corruption, and only then be clothed through him in incorruption at the end of the world. He needed no help from us in saving us. Without him we can do nothing. He gave himself to us as the vine to the branches. Apart from him we cannot have life.
finally, even if brothers die for brothers, yet no martyr by shedding his blood brings forgiveness for the sins of his brothers, as Christ brought forgiveness to us. In this he gave us not an example to imitate, but a reason for rejoicing. Inasmuch then as they shed their blood for their brothers, the martyrs provided the same kind of meal as they had received at the Lord's table. Let us then love one another as Christ also loved us and gave himself up for us. Neque in hoc quid imitaremur, sed quid gratularemur contulidobis. Quatinus ergo martyres pro fratribus sanguinem suum fuderunt, hactinus talia exibuerunt qualia demensa dominica perceperunt. Diligamus ergo invicem, sicut et Christus didexit nos, et tradidit semedipsum pro nobis. That was an excerpt from Augustine of Hippo's Tractate 84 in the Gospel of John, looking at John 15:13. This is the second reading for the Office of Readings today. And you'll notice the great emphasis on martyrs. Remember that a martyr, martyr is uh, comes from a Greek word meaning to bear witness, and there are some Christians who are given the grace to bear witness to their faith in Christ, even to the shedding of their blood, even to death. And uh, even now, Holy Church accepts martyrdom as being the equivalent of living the, the heroic life of virtue. Whenever you start a cause of a saint or a cause of a, of a, for beatification, actually, you know, there's all sorts of documentation that has to be gathered and so forth to demonstrate, uh, among other things, that the person lived a life of virtue. He lived, as a matter of fact, a life of heroic virtue, embodying beautifully all the virtues that the Lord gives us. But uh, there are those other people who are martyred, and it is said that in that act of, mar in that ex that act of being martyred, uh, they actually are in that moment embodying uh, the perfection of the of the life of heroic virtue, and that's one of the reasons why martyrs can be beatified without the process of demonstrating that they lived lives of heroic virtue. All that has to be demonstrated is that they were actually martyred for hatred of the Christian faith, or hatred of Christ, or hatred of the church, or hatred of some virtue upheld by the church and that is associated with uh, the Christian religion. And so um, Augustine talks about these martyrs as great witnesses, but no one, no one, no one, no one is as great as Christ, nor is the wonderful witness that he gave for us as great as his. I would just like to point out also another uh, rather interesting thing here in this 
in this little section. Uh, Augustine has a beautiful play on words in here in the Latin that doesn't come out through the English so much. Uh, you heard uh, me read just a bit ago. He had no need of us that he should effect our salvation. We can do nothing without him. And then here comes the pun. He offered himself as the vine to us the branches. He offered himself as the vine to us the branches. But what he says in the Latin is this wonderful play on words. He says, Ille se nobis palmitibus prebuit vitem, nos habere preter illum non possumus vitam. Let's get that in the Latin again. Ille se nobis palmitibus prebuit vitem, nos habere preter illum non possumus vitam. So there's a wonderful play of words between vitem and vitam. That's life and the vine. It's just wonderful. Another thing that is very useful in listening to this reading is the way Augustine places such an emphasis on uh, the connection between life and death, choosing life or death, and giving witness, and receiving the body and blood of him who laid down his life for us. What is this ruler's table if not the one at which we receive the body and blood of him who laid down his life for us, he says. What does it mean to sit at this table if not to approach it with humility? What does it mean to observe carefully what is set before you if not to meditate devoutly on so great a gift? And here we're getting to it. Meditate devoutly on so great a gift. It's so important that we take stock and examine our consciences, think very carefully, carefully about what we do when we go to Holy Communion. Augustine goes on and says, What does it mean to stretch out one's hand, knowing that one must provide the same kind of meal oneself, if not what I have just said, as Christ laid down his life for us? So we in turn, you see what he's doing? He's connecting death with receiving the Eucharist, and how this might be a point of our reflection. You know, in the early church, not maybe so much at the time of Augustine, but before him, the church's life, the vine that we have, which is the church, was nourished with the blood of martyrs. There were people who were being killed because they were Christians. Today, in parts of the world, there are people who are suffering and even being killed precisely because they profess faith in Jesus Christ. In the early church, you could be killed for receiving Holy Communion. Even today, in places around the world, people can be persecuted or tormented by the government because they are attending clandestine worship services. My friends, we have such a great gift in the Eucharist. Approach it always having made a good examination of conscience and thinking very, very carefully and with great gratitude about what this gift is to us. Christ suffered for us, leaving an example that we might follow in his footsteps. And that means understanding what we're getting into, choosing it well, and then receiving it as a great gift 
from God. May God bless you. I'm going to wrap this up because it's been a long day and I need to make a really short podcast. Come and visit us at the blog, WTTPRS.com, this Whiskey Delta Tango, PapaRomeoSierra.com. I hope that you will enter into the Triduum services now with your hearts and minds open, ready to participate as full, active, and conscious participants in all that the Lord wants to give to you. God bless you, and have a wonderful Easter. We would have been